Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome to Friday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. My colleagues here at WBZ have been analyzing reports of flooding in Chicago. They found that city residents reported more flooded basements this month than in all of 2021 and 2022 combined. More than 12,000 reports of waterlogged basements have poured into the city's 311 hotline in July. Trish Green called the hotline after heavy rainfall on July 2nd left three feet of dark and murky water in the basement of her home in Austin. She was stunned. In your head, is in that moment, it's almost like a, a mental paralysis because you're like, well, where do I go from here? Nearly three weeks after the storm, Green is still dealing with expensive repairs and cleanup. City officials are encouraging Chicagoans to call 311 to report basement and street flooding. The city uses the information to identify the area's hardest hit and to apply for federal funding. As for what Cook County is doing about it, one commissioner whose district was surrounded by recent storms wants to provide residents throughout the region some financial relief. My colleague Kristen Schorsch is reporting that earlier this month, Commissioner Frank Aguilar said Cicero, Berwyn, and other suburbs had received nearly nine inches of rain in less than a day. I was there wading in deep waste water and trying to comfort the people as best I can. Yesterday, during a county board meeting, he pitched an ordinance that would give residents a property tax credit for repairing their homes after storm damage. The credit could not be more than a resident's property tax bill for the year. Aguilar says residents who are uninsured or underinsured could lose everything because so many people have their wealth in their homes. Commissioners plan to discuss the proposal and would need to approve it. SAG after members and their supporters gathered at Chicago's Buckingham Fountain yesterday. They're calling on television and movie studios to come to the table with a fair offer. My colleague Noah Jennings is reporting that Guild members marched from Millennium Park to Grant Park, where they called on the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers to listen to their demands. SAG AFTRA's contract ended a week ago. Two main bargaining points are increasing streaming residual payments and preventing artificial intelligence from taking actors' jobs. Here's actress and Guild member Sydney Charles. We are here right now in this moment for the actor who's number one on the call sheet to the actor that's number 101 on the call sheet. For every day player, for every background actor, for every guest star, for every recurring, for any person who has decided and gave themselves to the art of storytelling. The Guild was joined by several other local unions, such as the Chicago Teachers Union and the Teamsters. Galaxy Labs is the first independently owned social equity craft cannabis grow facility in Illinois, and it's officially open. Rick Ringgold operates Galaxy in Richton Park, which is in the south suburbs, with his wife, Michelle, and they didn't get any investments from major multi-state cannabis operators. Michelle grew up in Chicago in Roseland, which was disproportionately affected by past drug enforcement policies. Ringgold wants to use Galaxy to help. You can't throw a rock without finding a good cause in areas like Roseland and and Austin. There's so much need and so much that can be done. 
Ringgold also wants to give jobs to people in those areas growing cannabis, which he says is an increasingly important trade. Galaxy will focus on high-quality cannabis flower, which will be a bit more expensive. Ringgold says products could be on dispensary shelves on the south side and in the south suburbs by November. And now for a few quick hits. The Cook County State's attorney is taking some steps toward transparency. Kim Fox's office publicly released its Do Not Call list this week, which is a list of police officers whom prosecutors won't use as witnesses in court because of their histories of criminal misconduct or serious wrongdoing. Block Club is reporting that previously, prosecutors mostly communicated over email if there was a problem with an officer serving as a witness. According to a statement from Fox's office, publicizing the list is part of a series of reforms to increase public awareness of inner workings of the prosecutor's office. And Cook County government workers can now use sick time for mental health issues. Commissioners approved the measure yesterday, and it's meant to safeguard employees from retaliation and help protect against burnout. The new county ordinance begins immediately. And last but not least, Pitchfork is this weekend and Beyonce will be here tomorrow. If you're getting ready to get free, have fun and stay safe out there. As for the weather, it's a gorgeous, sunshiny day, humid with temperatures in the upper 70s, low 80s. The weekend looks about the same, but watch out for possible thunderstorms at some point on Sunday. And that's it for now, but later today, evictions in Cook County have returned to pre-pandemic levels. There were over 800 in May, the highest number in four years. And the eviction process can be particularly devastating. It is a system that's stacked against tenants. It's kind of a last resort for landlords. And it is a costly process. It is emotionally traumatic for people. And I'm just kind of thinking, you know, is there a better way to resolve this? WBEZ reporter Amy Chin is going to explain how we got back here and what needs to change. That's today at 2 o'clock on The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you then.